title of the set, please. I'm talented. Don't forget, I'm Drew Lane. Okay. Is JFK still dead? Oh, pardon me, we're shooting something. Hello, I'm Drew Lane talking to this fake bike to tell you how dangerous bullshit news is for your health. Listen to Charlie LaDuff, but don't bullshit news out. Ow. Right, can, we, can we do that again? Shh. I'll beat it. That's what I'm taking my glasses off. Fucking old man. <laughs> Just in breaking news. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. Na 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 na. No bullshit. No bullshit. Good luck. Are you blowing kisses, Charlie? You don't have to see you. Everybody else can see you. I like to see me. All right. Put these on, man. It's all echoey in here. Yeah, it Facebook is. Live is brought to you by American Coney Island, celebrating 102 years. Visit Detroit uh, Downtown Restaurant or the one in the D Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas or the Detroit Zeal. They sell beer at all of them. Or order a Coney Island kit straight to you or a friend's door. Go to American Coney island.com listen as i promised i went to flint and none of you came with me (laughs) nobody came with me i'm tired of doing everything on this show i'm dying but it's very sad it's uh i feel reprimanded hold on here try that say something karen i feel reprimanded yeah come on guys Listen, but first, we, we, let's do the, the roundup of the news. That, what are you doing, Joy? Yeah. Fixing the cameras. Go over there and be a mannequin. Throwing my game off. All right, let's, uh, let's just quickly, like, uh, I think like we're starting to do, follow up on stuff we've been doing. All right, Karen, what day is this of the uh, UAW strike? Striking Five, I believe. Five. Yes. Hey, yeah, turn that overhead off, Bob. You got, you got the sound on in the studio up here. Thank you, bro. Um, any, I, I, you know, I went to uh, Flint. They have a big complex there, you know, uh, truck, <laughs> sheet metal, all of it, you know. Um, any idea what this strike's about? No. I, I've heard, I haven't even heard it, that it's salary. I think I heard something about health care. I really haven't heard the details of what uh, the underlying factors are for the strike now that you mention it, Charlie. Right, right. That's well, that, key. that and plant closings. I've heard that they're plant talking closings. about yeah, I did protecting plant closings and job security. But this is after they've closed. So right. I assume they're talking about reopening as opposed to maintaining. Protecting. See, now we, we got lost. That's not what it's about. Or, you know, I mean, with rank and file, don't particularly know what it's about. Except, you, right, look. Um, they pay about 3% of their health care. GM wants them to take 15% of their health care. they got the best health care in America. I heard GM backed off of it. But they also haven't had a raise 
since 2010. Basically, wages are down 16% from a decade ago. So no cost of living adjustment or anything? <laughs> nope. We're adding in inflation. They took it up the ass, right? Um, also, on the line, what they're talking about is the two-tier. Like, you have your long-time first tier, right? People 20 years, making 30 an hour plus their benefits. Then you have the second tier that's hired in at 17. You can get up to 28 uh, over seven years. And then you have the temps. The temps make between 15 and 19, and there's no way for them to ever be hired in. There's no path. They have no pension, no 401k, no nothing. So what the long-timers are worried about is the flexibility of the temporary worker, that's the worker of the future. Who's getting half of what the full-time workers get. And no real benefits to speak of. And, and if you're going to get health care, you're going to pay a lot. But the UAW is doing such a piss-poor job that on the line, they don't even know what the sticking points are. And the real talk on the line is it's sort of a PR deal. That the UAW that's wrapped up in a wide-ranging corruption investigation, nine people have been convicted, the current president, Gary Jones, is, you know, suspect A and all of this, <laughs> that they want to look like they're doing something for the rank and file, that they're tough, that they're not taking kickbacks and smoking cigars and drinking wine to... Uh, subsume the will of the rank and file. I could see that. Angry out there. That would make sense. It would. I mean, and when you really think about it, I mean, especially since it has not been clearly communicated what the issues are. I mean, what are they, what are they striking for? So do the people on the line know what they're striking for? Or are they just following suit? Well, they, look, they want, they want good wages and health care, right? And they don't want this tier system anymore. Well, you know, Charlie, I mean, actually, I think more people are moving toward that, that temp system. I mean, you're, you're, everybody's, everything's either going to be electronic, robotic, or it's going to be flexible. People are going to be, you know, independent vendors in some capacity because it's cost-saving, and, and that's what everything is about. And what they did was they turned first-world workers into second-hand shoppers. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. So I've got a report from Flint starting there. Remember what Flint is. Flint is where the UAW started. Right. Right, 1936-37, when they, they didn't go on the picket line. They sat down in the factory and refused to leave so they didn't get their heads beat in. Right? Flint had 88,000 auto workers. They got less than eight. Less than wow. eight, right? Yeah. Think about good, what's happening. Good paying middle class jobs. And let's not forget, I'm a middle of the road guy, but GM made record profits over the last four years, over $25 billion. And what do they do with a lot of that? They bought their stockholders. They bought back stock. Yeah. Meaning, meaning there's less stock out there, meaning the stock that is out there is very valuable. And who gets paid in stock? Their leader, well, their leadership, their executive leadership, the, like, G, the like CEO. Mary Barra. Mary Barra. <laughs> and what did she get paid? A lot. Twenty-two lot million last year? Something like that. What was it? Two million in salary? Two million. It was days. about it was about twenty-two million more than I got. So, <laughs> yeah, you didn't even get the decimal, dude. I didn't even get the decimal or the change. Oh, nothing, nothing. So where does that go? People are telling me it won't be a few days. It could be. It could be out to December. That's what I'm hearing too. So what does that mean for the rank and file? They get two hundred fifty dollars a week in strike pay. 
I mean, how are people supposed to sustain themselves? How are they supposed to take care of their families? How are they supposed to live? I will tell you this. They were anticipating this. To a person that I spoke with, Mm -hmm. they were anticipating the strike. They squirreled money away. And I think the union frittered the opportunity way over the last, why isn't this settled now? Or if there is progress, why didn't you just extend it? Right. You know? Do you think this this strike that the UAW is doing has anything to do with their leadership corruption stories? You know, and what were you just picking your ass? You didn't hear us. <laughs> that's well, what he just said. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, because I, I think that's what's driving it. They're tr- they're trying to make a point. Like, no, no, we're still effective. We're still on your side. We're with side. you. Yes, yeah. we're, we're not taking bribes this year. Right, right. right? No, no cigars with my name tattooed. Not this on. quarter. Well, that's know. that's a. I'm not going to say the the. Uh, prevailing feeling, but it's a it's a feeling out there that it's it's dog and pony time. Yeah, playing with people's lives. Yeah, but I really do think it's as reported to me, right? I mean, I think some of it might have to do with the fact that GM is the target for the uh, the contract negotiations, and like if they make a point with GM, maybe that goes further with them getting a contract. But it it, it just seems it seems staged. It don't seems rem- yeah. Don't remember they gave everything away. Four years ago, you know what I mean. They took cuts. Oh yeah, right. They did well, and they and, and in what two thousand nine they did they agreed to the second tier employees because it was the Great Recession and mm-hmm. and now that's coming back to bite the UAW in the ass. Yeah, but see, it's a, there's almost a victim of the business cycle. Well, because, yeah. yeah, there's the record profits, but you were in a contract, and now things are starting to soften up. And, you know, the company's playing like, well, we're not going to have it. We can't be locked into that. It could destroy the company. I don't know what we do in this country. Yeah. But I don't know if you or you have ever worked in a factory. No. I have. Oh. It's awful work. It's hard work. Oh, to marry your life to a machine. Yeah. It Very is so hard work. Hard. It is. But I respect those who do. I, yeah. I yeah. No. Familiar. All right, let's move up to Lansing. Whitmer, Governor Whitmer. Your governor and mine. Who I don't dislike. Don't don't take this as like who I voted for or who, who I would support, but just watching. She's getting her ass handed to her up there. Bye-bye, Rhodes. Yeah. Right? The budget's due. It's got to be effective October 1st. It's due at the end of this month. Joey, what are you doing? Down. You're making me nervous. We're done with Facebook. Hope you all enjoyed Oh, that. thank God. Really? <laughs> God, thanks, Joey. God, the Facebook. Everything you do to make these things popular. Yeah. just want to keep people informed. Uh, Whitmer, yeah. Uh, instead of two point five billion for the roads, they're going to give her four hundred million. Gonna which, do, which ain't going to get it done. It ain't going to get shit done. But yeah. why won't they use the materials that would have a longer shelf life, if you would, in roads that have these climatic conditions? Because, like you know, they're going to patch it up. They're going to fix a few areas. And this time next year or two years from now, we're It'll right be all back. Torn up again. Right back. I mean, we aren't taxing trucks, you yeah. know, like we like they do in Ohio to continue to reinvest back in the roads. It's just a vicious cycle. We have trucks that weigh twice as twice as much. I need six hundred dollars for my as, tire. As they somebody. do in Ohio. Yeah. But the point is, you couldn't even get a deal done. I mean, yeah, that's true. Th- that's part of the road package, the contracts and the materials and the upkeep and the maintenance, but there's nothing done. You, you bank the whole thing, the whole thing on the roads and schools, right? You want to fund schools more. So they're putting, you know, bills together to create a budget without the roads because Whitmer caved on 
you know, not I'm not going to sign anything unless we have a comprehensive road package. And so. But you're going to get $136 million less for education. Those are the two big things you said you were going to accomplish. And the Democratic minority caved and went with the Republicans on that. So if they're really. Well, because it was too expensive. They weren't. Nobody was going along with the 45 cent gallon. I just think it was too premature. I don't think it was well thought out, like in terms of where the money could come from. As soon as the issue came forward, that was the first thing. And again, like I said, you're only as good as the people around you. That was not a well vetted uh, proposal at all. An outing of the proposal. And the outing of it. It was just like, okay, we're going to do this. It just. Yeah. Everybody's like, no, you're not. Um, And then the schools. Don't forget, that was a big deal. It's true. They're not going to fund it. So now what are you going to do? So if if Biden, you know, the the rumors, Biden's considering you as the vice presidential running mate? I don't think so. Because they really got to pull Michigan. Yeah, but listen, remember that. Remember this. She didn't deliver Detroit. No. Don't forget about that. And I think her popularity is not... Do it's not growing. No, it's not. I mean, but she played. She played politics, and I like Gretchen. I've said that before. I have an issue with her, but she played both sides of this from the beginning. Your companies, your corporations, and the community. You cannot serve both because they're they they conflict in terms of what their needs are. I'm calling Average Eddie. Okay, remember him? Hello. <laughs> hey, uh, Eddie. Average Joe Eddie, the um, what do you do again? You work the potato chip machines, right? Vending machines. Get off speaker. You there, Eddie? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Good. Now, dude, listen real quick. Um, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, you know, same old stuff. Nine to five. Trying to make a living. <laughs> what do you think of this gas tax, Eddie? You're a blue-collar guy. What would you think of the governor's uh, gas tax? So, all right. Let, let me just say Eddie, this. I said real quick, bro. Let, Come on now. Let, uh, you like it or I you don't. don't? All right, just give me a soapbox for 30 minutes or 30 seconds. All right, ready? Well, first of all, I answer my uh, question. My show. I don't agree with the gas tax. You know that. We've talked about it. We talked about it on the show. I don't think there should be any tax to fix the road because as far as I can see... All the roads are under construction and being fixed already. And if I'm wrong, I thought these things are planned out two, three years in advance. All this stuff's been planned out way before she was even office. So what roads is she exactly talking about fixing anyway? Okay, hold on here, Eddie. Here's the Eddie, don't stop, stop. Just stop. (laughs) First of all, we're not fixing the roads, dude. We're patching the roads. We're sticking tar over it. We're gluing them together. And they're falling apart underneath them. Every spring, they fall apart again. So you, you really, you really, yeah, there you go, right? And you really can't be the guy that doesn't want to pay for something. You know, if we need the infrastructure, we got to figure out a fair way to pay for it. Don't you think? Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. <clears throat> and you said it perfectly. It was like she drew this plan up on her way to work one day. I mean, it, it, it's bizarre. And it's a regressive tax where the poorest people are going to be charged more than anybody else, percentage-wise, you know? Listen to you, Eddie. You must listen to the show. <laughs> Thanks, 
carefully. I listen to the whole Red Summer Network. I drive all day for a living at work, man. That's all I do is listen, listen to Drew Mike, you, no filter. I'm all over it, man. You know me. My man. All right, listen, man. I think that's just... Hey, Eddie, if we want to complain to the governor about this, these roads and this uh, budget, what do we do? Charlie... You made it sound so easy and looked so easy a couple of weeks ago when you laid out your plan. It made all the sense in the world. I can't remember word for word. Uh, it Everything about it made sense. All the numbers seemed to add up. And if you can do that in your spare time, how come Lansing, who's paid to do it full time, can't come up with a similar plan like you had? Because they're not you as smart as me, Eddie. <laughs> I do the work. I do the homework. I had no special interest here, bro. Trying to look out for you. That's why I love this show. And for people who've never met you, you are who everybody thinks you are. If they see you at American Pony, on the street, at the bar, whatever, you're the same guy on the show as you are out there. It's really, truly no bullshit. And I think that's why the show's doing so well, because people are tired of the bullshit, the games, the corruption, the lies. They're tired of all of it, man. I just want some truth and some facts and some honest, <coughs> honest opinions. So keep up the good work out there, man. Thanks, dude. And listen, uh, get. Are you caught up in the child support? <laughs> <laughs> of course. Good, I, good, I knew. Good. I knew he was paying child support. He, he would say that publicly because he he's average Eddie. No. He's average Eddie. <laughs> he wouldn't say no. And, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like everybody else, man, and. <laughs> We're just sick of all the lies in the front. This is you had a guy out from Flint the other week about all the lies of the Legionnaires. I mean, everybody that I know is just so tired of the lies. Can we just get some truth, some honest, even if the truth hurts and it's going to sting, just give it to us straight, man, and then let us make our own opinions and our own judgments. My man, Eddie, I, I love you, dude. I'm going to let you go. Um, listen. Keep your head above water, Eddie. Right? And God bless America. And stay up on your child support. Yeah, and yes. pay, pay the child support. Hey, Joey, if people want to get in line, we call them up, you know, because we don't have a live uh, phone line. How do they get a hold of us? Can they email or? Charlie at nobsnewshour.com. Hit me up there if you got something to say. We'll try to cool, leave a number. We'll try to get you on. I like that. But idea. if you don't pay child support, can't be <laughs> You're not on. They're not going to admit it on the air, Charlie. No. What? Everybody, it would be stupid if you did. Everybody, no. Everybody's caught up on their taxes, their child support, you know, property tax, everything. So I did my house cleaning, my yard work, everything. everything. Everything's been done. <laughs> now listen, uh, if, you, if you listen to TV pundits on the cable networks over the last month, last couple months, last year, economic doom is here, and then it's not, and then it is... You're going to pay the child support, then you can't, then you're going to, then you're staying up late at night worrying about the college, right? The new shoes, the pencils, the books. All of it. All right? of it. Your gas Any... bill that's coming this yep, winter. Yep, yep. You just the grocery don't bill. have it. You're not worried. You're getting older. What are you going to do? Each time the market has sizable yes. pullbacks, it rebounds significantly the next day. Will these gains hold? I don't know. You don't know. Nor does any TV talking head, despite how much they pretend they do. Overreaction to the slightest negative economic news is a good thing for the long-term investor. Call my pal Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. His strategy is not reactionary. Rather, he positions you and your investments for retirement and college-saving plans for the long term. Luke Nowacki at Pinnacle Wealth, 248-663-4748. 
Securities and Investment Advisory Services of the Royal Institute Inc. and Member of NISA, the Royal Institute Inc. is separately owned in other entities and or marketing and product services reference here in Independent Royal Inc. That's mm. fine print, is what that is. God, man. ADR Consultants providing full business construction management and IT consulting services for your company, city. <laughs> Who needs that? Or law enforcement. Everybody around. Everybody here. needs that. Flint needs that. Detroit needs that. White All Lake of a sudden, Oakland County's looking like it needs that. Yeah. God rest Brooks Patterson's corpse. <laughs> ADR experienced overseeing more than $250 million in private and public construction projects since 2001. Need to reduce costs, need to re engineer processes, or find better vendors. ADR has saved clients millions. ADR consultants are experts in procurement, compliance, and minority participation. Honest, ethical, smart, call Barry Ellentuck at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. I would if I had a city. Get the job done right on time on budget. ADR consultants, 248-318-9424. You've worked with Mr. Ellentuck. Yes, I have. As the he's a, he's demolition a, he's a, he's a, man. He's a good guy. He, I mean, he did is. a good job, didn't he? Yes, he did. And, and he's a nice... My thing is this, Charlie. Good people make good professionals. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you're a jerk, if you're an a-hole, I don't care what you do, you're bringing that into your job. So yeah. you've got to be a good person. You, you do. Yeah. And uh, when Bing did his uh, 10,000 demolitions, mm -hmm. they got done. Yes, they did. And they got done at between 8,500 and 10,000 a pop. This is true. And now they're going for 20000 Hey, inflation, Charlie, right? Woo! <laughs> Put that in the inflation calculator. No, 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 no. So Four years inflation. Next bit of news, facial recognition. Boo! The police putting your face, your image, through the popcorn popper. See if it matches the, the one that uh, they captured on the camera. Did you commit the crime? They're going to catch you. They're going to get you. Right? Past or, or somebody who looks like you. Yeah. It's funny. Just it. the, or somebody who doesn't look like you. Well, Perhaps. you know, that, the, what I should tell everybody is the we've we had uh, a commissioner on the show we've talked about. We'd like to catch up. We predicted this would happen. I'm not necessarily against it. As long as the Detroit Board of Police Commissioners voted 8-3 to three to allow this. Now, they say they won't have the cameras running in real time and scrubbing you, right, just scanning the crowd. They say basically what happens, they capture a still image of somebody doing a crime, they put it through the computer, and they get probabilities and matches. Now, the problem well, is... Based on what, though, Charlie? <laughs> you have to have a database to, to compare it to. Yeah, so no, where are they know, getting those from? You know what they well, told and, me? And what good is it to run the facial recognition after the fact? No, like they're I mean, saying I, is they're not having the cameras run live stream trying to match you up with a suspect. Okay. You had to commit the crime. You were caught on a, a camera, camera in a gas station. They take a still. They pop it through the software and probably Try to find out who you are. What is that right. comparing it to? I'm saying they've got to extract you from mean, a database. what is the database? Yes. They say it's only mug shots. That's what okay. the guys on the well, inside tell me. I'm not, I'm not totally against it, but, but like you said, but my thing is this. I felt like two things. One, there was disregard for community concern. Absolutely. Which, yeah. could have been, which, which could have been quelled if, in fact, there was a better communication outreach in terms of what this would do, how this was being and done. And why we're doing and it. why we're doing it. I mean, so that people had a better understanding. I mean, so they're coming away with just what they know. And, you know, anytime I see a legislative body when they've got this 8 to 3, 7 to 1, whatever it is, all of that's been done ahead of time. 
all those conversations have been taken and had behind closed doors, so they know by the time the vote is taken mm-hmm. what is the, what the outcome is going to be. Right. So, yeah, you know, right. I'm going to be the three that's going to go. So mm, I just think the community could benefit from having a little more information uh, and awareness of what this is, how it functions, and what it will mean for them for better or worse. Yep. Or, or uh, how it doesn't function. So that it comes, so it doesn't come across as blatant disregard. Well, and they, they shit the bet on that. First of all, how it works is this. They, so they match, and I don't, I don't see the encodification. It's only our mugshot book. What do you mean it's not Facebook? They admit that they use So what use about Facebook. the person that uses What about your time? driver's license pictures, right? What about all that? What about the first-time offender? So you have nothing to compare it to? If I'm saying yeah. if, you, if you commit a crime the first time, they take your picture and they run it through a database. Yeah. Okay, so if you, this is your first time, what are they going to compare well, it to? Look, once your fingerprints or your pictures uh Possessed by law enforcement, forget about it. They have it forever. They, they do. Yeah. So be it. Well, and and the, you, and the state the state police use your driver's license. I was going to say, get your driver's license. They got that picture too. Well, you know the passport. Police, passport you know, and the yeah. other thing is, they've never collected the data on this until earlier this year. See, slipping Jimmy, chief of police. I got guys in there. Hey, Mike, I know you're listening. Collected to or shared? They have not collected the data. They don't know how. Uh, effective this is that was bullshit what they're saying i know that because they spent 11 years covering this police department where's the i asked it before where's the data you don't have it don't lie but i'm not against it in principle but it doesn't solve anything the crime's already been committed or like bob said it doesn't prevent it either you said that's why it doesn't prevent it and and that it hasn't even addressed the false positives Yes. And they said, oh, this, this, with the facial recognition, said, that's Charlie. No. No, it was Bob. Here's you the know, thing. I mean, I see it's, the not, it's not false right. positive. This is what it does. <laughs> what the computer does is it spits out probabilities. This guy's a 95% chance it was him. This guy, 90% chance, right? This guy, 85. So well, it'll, it'll, it'll give you like a couple of dozen people. And then what? Of potential. Right. And well, okay, so there, there, say- there was a particular case that they were parading around about a guy wearing a, a shirt, and they cross-referenced him on Facebook, a guy that did a crime, and they saw him wearing the shirt, right? Well, look, it worked. Facial recognition and his shirt, and boom, we got him. Yeah, but he was on page three at the, on the you know, probabilities. So he was you like, were like at, number 50. So he was like at a 60% chance of being Right. right. So what about the other guys ahead of him? But that's like when Well, that's who they would go and arrest. Well, go or, question. Or question. Go question. Yeah. But that's like if there's a crime and they say there's a reasonable. Young, there's a young black male wearing a hoodie. Okay. How many young black males walk around? I mean, you know what I'm probably saying? Probably lots like, of young black males walk around that wear, hoodies. That wear hoodies. I mean, or, well, to you be know. honest, that's not going to work because there's no... Let's be honest about this. If there's not a clear shot of a face, you're not running a hoodie through this Okay, well, program. a black sweatshirt, whatever. What I'm saying is, is that this has been shown that people of color are disproportionately... Misidentified. Uh, exactly. Right. And women. Oh, yeah. black women, 30% of the time, come up as black men. But you can, uh, basically, the reason that is, is the majority of people in the United States are white, right? And the minority of people are, are black. So it's tilted, you know, when a computer's teaching it's itself. It's skewed toward it's the... It's skewed toward white. You can fix that. But now it's going to come up with false positives on white people if you skew, skew it to darker pigmentation. It's not ready yet. Like a cheap pregnancy test. Wow. Yeah. Lots of false positives. False positives. <laughs> and is it basically, I've never actually seen 
a home pregnancy test being used? Is it like pissing on a popsicle stick? I'll bring you one. You try it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it comes back negative. I hope so, Does that too. work? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to urinate on a stick, and it'll, depending, I guess there's some that'll tell you a color, and some I've seen on commercials that'll actually tell you you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. But hmm. I don't know what the, you know, the likelihood. I mean, nothing is 100% effective, so I don't know. Yeah, pissing on a stick. I, I, go see a doctor. <laughs> That's what I recommend. Finally, um, <clears throat> the mayor... Wants to borrow $250 million to tear down more houses. After we already got, everybody knows this is the thing I keep track of. The feds gave us $250 million and a bunch of criminal investigations and grand juries and audits by the Army Corps of Engineers and Treasury and everybody's in here and nobody's talking about it. What he does is he calls in his favorite dummy reporters. And you should all be angry when he calls in the dummy reporters who don't mention this. What they mention is it's not going to cost us anything. That's this pitch. We're going to borrow money and it won't cost us anything. There's no money that comes for free, Charlie. Thank you. No. So first of all, why wouldn't you just not borrow it and pay for it? Because we don't have any money, number one. Number two, the mayor says, our revenues are so high... And our debt is getting so low because we're paying it off that we have the ability to borrow, which, according... What are you doing there? What's that say? Say it. Your money for nothing. That's, that's oh, the song for today. Yeah, that's the, no, yeah. Bob doesn't do, do any of that. Oh, right? he doesn't. I'm no, sorry. Okay. Bob doesn't do that. I was just thinking. Go ahead. Well, I, I'm a weirdo. So I go into the uh, CAFRS, mm-hmm. the Comprehensive Annual Financial Review, the audits, from 2000. 17 to 2018, adjusted for inflation, the city's pulling in less revenue, not more. Right. From 2017 to 2018, the city's expenditures went up, Hmm. not down. And the debt load, the debt payments went up, Mm -hmm. not down. Now, I don't know what they did for 19, and I'm not taking any politician's word for it till I get an independent audit. So what leads a reporter to stand there with the head of a government that's under the gun for this shit it's and easy. just parroting what he says? But it's easy, Charlie. It's too easy. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. And everybody's angry about it. it don't should be. do it. So it what, what happens if the Fed, and here's the, the prevailing thought amongst law enforcement, contractors, people close to this. Is this the ability of the city, which doesn't have any money because it's borrowing money, right? And we cut public safety by $50 million last year from what it was budgeted for. Is this a treasure chest for when the feds come knocking civilly or criminally and they want their federal money back for these demolitions? It could be. The fines. But, but the you, 250 can, but, million? But, but, but can you're you, saying is that the treasure chest? But can you if rob the, Peter to pay Paul in this instance? Or well, you're going to get Peter the money if the feds, feds? want to be paid back. That's a good question. You can't use federal money to pay the feds That's back. That's what I was going to say. You can't use federal grant money to defend yourself against the feds, but you can use city money. Use state money. How come you didn't tear down the serial killer houses yet? Yeah, it's still standing. Those are owned by the county and the city. How the fuck is that? You expect me to take this seriously? And by the way, Mike, 
How come you don't invite me to the press conferences anymore? How come I'm not on the list? <laughs> not, that, not that I'm going to bother with this. Nothing personal, Charlie. Well, we'll see. You we'll see. I do think, though, Charlie, at any good part, I mean, there's, there's a difference between, uh, you know, investigative reporting and, and, and effective journalism uh, and just delivering information. I mean, we don't need a fiduciary. People have to question because if you're sitting at home and you're watching or you're listening, I hope that we are able to answer the questions that would naturally arise in a listener's mind. Like, well, what about this? Well, what about that? So if you have somebody at a press conference where the average resident can't go, that reporter or whomever should be asking those same questions. And if they're not, no. then you're not doing your job. Here's the thing. I already know the answer before you go there to ask the question. You've done your homework, Charlie. That's called reporting. But you've been well, following a lot, a lot of reporters longest. aren't doing that. Well, look, okay, you know, those in... You know, the media's now turned into a showtime. You want to be the cool kid? It's not putting on the slick clothes and the nice makeup, right? It's loving the people, understanding the material, and not being afraid. Showing up, being the person to be picked. I'm going to tell you, listen, listen, you all. We, we've had them on the show before. They tell you why you're the one they call. You're, you're the one dummy. they call because you're the one that gets manipulated. You're, you're thought to be the easy one. But, Charlie. Be suspicious when you get a call. Nobody wants to challenge the narrative because people were Don't so Don't say that angry. narrative anymore. Karen, let me ask you something. Okay. All right. As the person in City Hall, mm -hmm. remember, weren't there pet dummies that you would call to, to trial balloon? I, would, I wouldn't call them pet dummies, but there were people that our staff could call to safely uh, place a story. You weren't one of them. Let me say that. Um, so you would say what you wanted. Well, just be. The, come on. But I'm pop. saying I am. But I'm saying oh. there were people. I mean, because you have, and that's what people don't understand from from my side of of the deal. Everything that you see, everything that you, everything is strategic. I mean, you know, the stories, the placements, you know, how people are excited about stuff. Nothing is objective. It's all subjective. So, you know, yeah, there were people that we could call and say, hey, this is this is a story we need to get out. Not necessarily in, in a misleading capacity, but in a controlled capacity. This is the information we want to get out, period. So but at the same time, when you're in city government, you are a public official, you are a public servant. You have an obligation to answer questions and deliver the information that may challenge and, and, and in some instances compromising what you're putting out. People need to know the whole story. Like the sun is shining. Okay, well, but the heat index is, is, is 105 degrees. You need to know the other side of that. You can't just say the sun is shining. Okay, what's the other side of that? But if nobody asks, you may not necessarily tell them. You know, and uh, you know, Dave Bing, you know, former mayor, I call him Dave because it's not your title for life, and he's good with that. Your administration and me and, and Bob, and mm -hmm. you know, we were a team. All we went at it. That's true. And it wasn't, the day was over. It wasn't personal. It wasn't. And I never got a lie. And I never saw a graft. I just saw... A city collapsed and there's nothing you could do about it. And you're trying to manage it well. And you're trying to put a good face on it. We're, we're doing our best. And I would say it's not Well, the and, and the other side of that, too, I'll Charlie, give you that. was this administration or the Bing administration was not one for baby kissing and ribbon cutting. 
there was a lot of strategic work to help repair or replace the infrastructure of the city, which allowed this administration to walk in and flip on the lights and say, hey, we've got new police cars. We've got all that stuff was in place. But people don't like the things that aren't necessarily fun and sexy. And so now we've got every day there's a ribbon cutting. Every day there's something new. But what's the substance behind it? Right. What's that built on? You don't know because nobody's asking those questions. And because they're not being asked, they're also not telling willingly. I would really, you know, if anybody's interested, if you really are, or don't have to take my word, you put in Detroit C-A-F-R. I believe it's Comprehensive Annual Financial Review. You can put them in for... Mm -hmm. Whatever All the past need. years. Take a look at that. Take a look at the subsidies we're handing out. Take a look at the revenue projections. Our revenue, you know, like what we expect to take in in Detroit, last two years they've missed by, on average, $150 million. Have no people, Charlie, and we're giving away all types of tax breaks and abatements. People have to understand the give and take of that. If we need $250 million over Five years, that's a paltry $50 million Which a year. Which we should have. In, and, and we don't have it? If we got to borrow if, it? If things are as great. If revenue went up and debt payments went down. You should have it. Then let's not borrow. Let's just... let's just. Yeah, why, why incur more debt? Why do we need it all in the bank right now? That's a good question. Exactly. So, let's talk about people that know their finances. Hall Financial, offering... Lower rates, better options, and that personal attention you want when talking about your home. The average refi takes 44 days. Hall Financial averages 19. Do the math. It's a difficult thing around here. Do the math. That's half the time. Email dhall at hallfg.com. Let me do this. dhall, D-H-A-L-L, at H-A-L-L-F-G.com. To get the paper moving, or call 248-308-5000. Drop our name. No bullshit news. Maybe you just want to take equity out of your home. Maybe. Shorten the length of your mortgage. Yes. You could be let. Huh? You do? Yes. Have you called? Uh, no, but I want to shorten the length of my mortgage. So call up, dude. Come on. Say no bullshit news. I like this song. You could be less than three weeks from saving money with Hall Financial. Email dhall at hallfg.com or call 248-308-5000. Tell them you heard it here on No BS News. Give them a shot. He gave us a shot. MNMLS. Number one four six seven four three five Hall Financial. You won't be disappointed. And finally, there's nothing else like the National Football League, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than putting a little bet on them. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. My bookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. Don't forget. Where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on, and mybookie.ag is the best in the business. If you're the kind of guy or gal that likes to bet a little and win a lot, well, who the hell doesn't? Try a parlay. (laughs) If all your picks come through, you multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, dig it, and mybookie will double your first money deposit. Think about that. You put 100 in? They'll put 100 in. Use promo code no, no BS to activate the offer. That's promo code no BS. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Hey, we need winner, the, winner, chicken dinner. We need the Beard Strong version of this. This is Detroit, <laughs> isn't it? Well, borderline. You know. No, it's Ferndale. 
I know, that doesn't say borderline. <laughs> Make room for... for let's, do, let's do like all the suburbanites do. Let's Bob do now. Detroit. Let them do his Beatles. <laughs> well, who actually did that song? Beard Strong. Beard Strong. Oh. Then the Beatles. Beard Strong. Is that right? Yes. Or Mot- Motown. Beard Strong. Smokey Robinson do it too? He may have done a remake. Beard Strong. It was the first one. Yes. John Lee Hooker did it. Everybody's done it. Well, we should yeah, do it. We it. should do a version of it. To let my, my pipes uh, heal up. <laughs> Rugged week. <laughs> fishing. Trout fishing, man. Woo! God bless Michigan. You caught some nice, nice 20 fish. pounder. Good looking yeah. fish. Caught about a dozen. It was you limited out, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yep. That's good. I'm native. You know what I mean? I'm perpetual fisherman. It's, it's my people's place. My people's. <laughs> <laughs> You've been invited. Well, okay, listen. Flint, told you we were going. So, I went. Man. Dude. They're not doing you right up there. No, they haven't been for a lot of years. Dude, I mean, the work, the environment, the crime. And now the strike. Yeah, so, you know, I uh, I jumped in the car, spent a day before I went fishing. So, you know. I don't know. I didn't know what to say. I, I carefully. Hey, give, me, give, me, give me some of that old time, E.B., before we enter this in there, Bob. Some old timey? Yeah, you see that red circle on your script right there? Oh, yeah. The yeah. Dinah? <laughs> yeah. This was... This was Flint when it was rolling. Dinah Shore, 1953. Wow. America's the greatest land of all. Just to let you know where we, we've gone in 50, 60 years. From that. A long way. From that. And, uh, hey, Flint, uh, I, did, I did my best. You know what I mean? I, I met a lot. I went up talked to a lot of people, reporters, politicians, people that wear the badge, regular folks. And um, I'm with you. I, I, I What the f- here, just, just play it and, you know. The sun's not yet up. I'm cruising up I-75 in my 77 Fleetwood on my way to Flint, Vehicle City. The water's a mess. The feds are running around. Crime's through the roof. The town's broke. GM's on strike. GM's on strike. Used to be 88,000 auto workers here. Now there's 8,000. That should tell you something about Flint. Funny thing is, up at the uh, truck assembly, the custodians, the ones that clean the robots and the gears and the conveyors, they went on strike first, and the UAW leadership told the line workers to cross the UAW picket line. It's unfathomable. At the same time, UAW leadership's going down in a breathless blaze of corruption. It all started in Flint, I'm thinking. 
unionism to middle class General Motors, does it end in Flint? It was once famously said, what's good for GM is good for America and vice versa. Well, what happens if GM dies? What's that say about us? So I'm gonna stop off first on Bristol Road, exit 116. Talk to some people on the line and then we'll bop around and see what's going on. Vehicle City. Okay, what's your name? Cammy Duplanty. And where are we, Tammy? At Flint Assembly. At the truck plant? Yes. The UAW was unofficially born in Flint after the 1937 sit-down strike over wages and work conditions. Today, about a third of the workers here at the assembly plant are temporary. 18 bucks an hour. No path to permanent hire, even after years of work. I make $17.53 an hour right now. And you've been working here? Three years. So uh, $17.50 an hour? That wouldn't even be 40 grand if you work full time. Exactly. Longtime full scale employees worry that the Temps will be the workforce of the future. Add to that a union leadership in the snare of a federal corruption investigation, and longtime auto workers say they don't know who to count on. You think the union shit the bed here? I think so. You think they they were making so good money. You know, things happened here that should have been taken care of by the younger generation, but they didn't do it because they were making the money. They didn't stand up for the workers, you know? It's sad, man. It's sad. Do you think this strike is a PR, public relations ploy by a corrupt union I management? I believe it. I believe it. Just to show that we're not going to take it? Yeah. Instead of, like, getting a contract hammered out? Well, look what happened to the Teamsters. They stole millions from the Teamsters. And they, these people here corrupt, paid. How can anybody, Hawkins and uh, Gittlefinger, retire with $4 million? Now there's some payola under the table somewhere. And you're a union man. You're pro-union, but just not the management. I am not pro-union. No. No. I'm a union man. Wherever I go in Flint, there's a feeling among working-class people that they've been sold out, cheated, forgotten. All over town, there are open holes and boarded-up houses and torn-up streets where contractors got fat paychecks to dig for lead pipes. The feds have opened up a corruption probe into that, too. Almost no one I meet in Vehicle City seems to think it's safe to use the water four years after the mass poisoning was revealed. I meet this man working on the pipes. We ever gonna fix Flint? I don't think they're gonna fix it in my lifetime. I really don't. You staying? Yeah, I'm from, I'm from man. I love Flint. That's the thing. Uh, in the world of Clarissa Shields, you know, uh, you know, they don't want no smoke. I'm from Flint. It goes down. You're going with it. Yes, sir. I'm from Flint. That's my biggest question. What are they going to do about this water? How long is it going to go on? How many lives are we going to be told to? Why it keep taking place? They have children that have 
had effects. People have died. See, uh, senior citizens and elderly have been sick and can't get well and still getting sick and still having effects of the water. But the government said the water's okay now. Tell him to drink it. Tell him to drink the water and bathe and then wash his clothes and, and then let us know if it's okay. At Flint City Hall, I meet Art Woodson, a private citizen who has taken it upon himself to monitor the Flint government. While he is a respected source of federal and state investigators, Woodson is hated by local politicians. Wherever we walk in City Hall, we are followed by people with cameras. So we stand in a stairwell near a drinking fountain that is out of order. The walls are stained with body fluids. What's changed, if anything, in Flint? What's going on here? Nothing's changed because, you know, we uh, got here, like the water fountain says, out of order. This city administration is out of order. It's, it's crime-ridden run amok. I mean, from the water crisis to uh, the public safety to whatever you want to name it, uh, we have issues. You have from 527 fund, where she diverted the funds, to uh, service line replacement, bid rigging. You have all different types of things going on here. And, I mean, it's really sad that, you know, uh, we had Snyder and his administration. But what's worse is that this administration is supposed to come in to help the people in the city of Flint. And I feel that it's worse because they had money to fix it. And they didn't even fix it. They tried to steal it. And that's what hurts the most. So there were bids. The city didn't like the bids. This is a matter of record. Right. And they rebid it, and it still didn't come out the way they wanted it. So they had a meeting and divided it up. Correct. I called to request an interview with Mayor Karen Weaver, but I was ignored. So I took the stairwell down to her office anyway. I am, um, myself. I'm going to have to actually stop. Well, that's, I don't need to stop. That wouldn't, that's not. I feel like you're being a little hostile. Is everything okay? Yeah, no, I'm just doing my job. By recording a conversation, you trying to set up a meeting? Mm, yeah, that's, I'm talking to myself in it, but you just walked in, so. Right, and you're still recording? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take your card. Go ahead and leave it. Okay, where do I put it? There's no slot. Um, I don't work here, so I'm not sure if I quite There you go. There we go. All right. And I will get back with you. So much is wrong in Flint years after it came to the nation's attention. Violent crime is surging, and yet the chief of police, Two Guns Johnson, is not a certified cop. But this very afternoon, Two Guns is involved in a shootout. Water mains are leaking all over town, while justice for Flint water poisoning seems farther away than ever now that the new Attorney General Dana Nessel has dismissed all charges brought by her predecessor. I run into David Layton, the Genesee County prosecutor at a political fundraiser being held at a local watering hole. Layton helped bring those original charges. What do you make of those charges getting dropped? I, I, you know what? I'm not going to make any comment on that at all. Why not? I don't think it would be appropriate. But you're the prosecutor of the county. You worked hard on that. That's true. We worked very hard on it, but I'm not going to make any comments. Is Flynn getting some justice? I beg your pardon? Is Flynn getting his justice? I would like to see someone prosecuted for the crimes committed. Well said, brother. Thank you.
I think we'd all like to see some justice for Flint, some clean water, some good jobs, and safe streets, definitely. And it's worth thinking about. If Flint was the measure of an America on the rise, then what does the state of Flint today say about us all? Amazing, Charlie. Powerful. It really, is that all right? That, that, that was, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm imagining, like, what is it like for people who live there that have been going through this for years without any type of consolation, any type of resolution, or any type of sincere commitment to take them out of their current state? Like, what is it like to live like this every day? Miserable, I would think. Uh, you, they're angry. They yeah. should be. They should be. Yeah, Smolders right. underneath. You know, I, I don't know how you ever heal from it. How are you ever going to trust the physical water or the government or, you know, police? I just don't know how any of it comes back. Do you know what? I'm not saying it disappeared. You know what I mean? I, I know. But, but it's the, the new normal. This is my thing. And I was thinking about the young lady that was at the front desk and she had an issue, issue with you recording asking for a meeting. She's the mayor's spokesperson. I, that's crazy to me because, but I'm thinking about that and I'm thinking about what we were talking about just to back up a little bit about the demolition. As, for, as a resident, as a person who pays taxes, you deserve to be able to ask a question and have that question answered about anything that any elected official or public servant says. Nothing should be just taken at face value, and you should not be ridiculed, disrespected, or disregarded for wanting to know the whole story. Right. So this being me. Yes. Right? You know, as a brother. On behalf of, this, of everybody Of, of this com community, and people know me up there, and they know me in Lansing. This is the treatment I get. This is the treatment I get. You know, and I'm a little more informed than, you know, most lay people. Not that I'm a preacher, that's made the wrong word, but... I spend time kind of understanding the budget, the issues, the contracts. I don't, I'm not there to do gotcha with our representatives. I'm there to get the question answered. And when you start dodging like that, when you're hiding, you're hiding, you can't answer it from the attorney general's office to the governor's office to the mayor for sure, both mayors, you know it's not unfair. But if you're doing what you're supposed to do, if you're doing what you're saying that you're doing, then you shouldn't have a problem being questioned about it. Take the all. question and give them the answer. Tell them at what you're doing. I'll give the, the Genesee County prosecutor some credit, right? You, you could read between the lines. Because you wouldn't leave him alone, Charlie. Well, he's a Democrat. Well, he didn't answer your question either. Though. Well, he did. He, he goes, said he wanted to what, see somebody prosecuted. I want to see somebody oh, yeah. prosecuted. Remember, he's a Democrat, right? Remember who the attorney general is now. She's a Democrat. And she, she Just scuttled all, all of his work. Yeah. And the previous administration was, was Republican, right? So now, now we're in this witch's brew of where are we going with this thing? You, you absolutely could have taken the, the two you know, prominent health directors in this state in the cabinet of Snyder who were bound over for involuntary manslaughter and continued your investigation, but you didn't. Yeah. You could absolutely. But why? I don't know. They won't come on here and answer. They won't answer to anybody, and anybody that they deal with doesn't ask it. Or when they say, that well. That should raise concern. 
or you know that they'll tell you something Should. like they didn't do the investigation properly and that closes down all questions well that might be fine over here on this side the continuing investigation but on this side judges decided that there was enough probable cause to have them face trial i don't buy it nor do i buy we have extra money in this town right to cover the mistakes we made not the mis- i believe it's worse than mistakes it's complete mismanagement at its least and when the mayor did sit down to talk to me about it, he walked himself right into a grand jury investigation because he said they were talking about contracts with contractors before they went to bid. It's an absolute no-no. So now you know, Mike, you're not as smart as you think you are. It's the same with all of them. That's crazy. Unbelievable. And again, if you look at where the media's going, you saw the shit they did with Kavanaugh. It's the New York Times mm-hmm. article. And I know the people at the New York Times that wrote it, right? And then they took an excerpt from the book. Basically, another story of Kavanaugh waving his junk in, you know, somebody's face in college. And yet they leave out the fact that the person that supposedly had the junk waved at her doesn't remember it. It's all secondhand accounts of something the... Well, that people saw who were in attendance or whatever. She doesn't remember. Her other friends. And I don't know. It. As I read it, they weren't in attendance. insult to Kavanaugh. No, it was secondhand. Yeah. None of them were in attendance. Wow. It was se- so you, we can't do this. You got to do the work. And look, man, if I see this go on, I'm going to start naming names. I'm not going to do all the work. And then you show up for your cheap meal as the media and not ask the tough question you know exists because you were standing next to me when I was doing it. I didn't disappear. What happens, and I believe it will, when indictments start to fall, our money has to start being paid back. Then what do you say? Who are you with? Nobody, nobody, almost nobody chronicled Flint from Detroit when, when this shit was going down, That's during true. the midst of it. That's and true. then y'all ran up there and did a bunch of hullabaloo, and then you left again. You yeah, know it, was pa- it was parachute reporting. It was. Come in, take off, come back in a couple months. Oh, it's not fixed? Oh, weird. I'm ashamed of myself. To be honest, I was one of them. I didn't pay enough attention. I did one story that whole time. But, Charlie, did you assume that the people responsible and the people that had the authority and autonomy to address the issue would do so? What's that? Who? Who's that? About Flint. You mean the government? Yes. I'm saying saying when you go in and you do the story and you say, okay, this is what, I mean, at some point, did you say, okay, well, everybody knows about it. Something's going to happen because lives are at stake. I mean, is it a safe or comfortable assumption that people uh, are, are aware that their decisions or lack thereof are having a negative impact, a fatal impact on a community and not do anything. Would anybody safely ever assume that? Well, I think people did assume that, but not yeah, safely. Right. And, not and anymore. They were wrong, yeah. That was my point. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. That was a woman's point in the story, wasn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. So now what? I mean, like I said, I'll... Well, now you do what you did. You go up there, you keep Still, checking in. But, Charlie, that's me, all I can do. Let me ask you yeah. this. And I've asked you this before. 
and maybe next time, let's talk about this a little bit. When people hear the truth, when they hear the information that you've worked to uncover, they hear a different perspective and a different side than they're otherwise given, what should they do? Because I was always under the impression that people will do better when they know better. But once they know, I'm not so sure people know, I've got this information, so now what do I do with it? How do I respond differently? How do I take this information to really make the difference that that information should make? I don't know. I mean, there's a million things to do. You educate yourself so you know how to vote. Educate yourself so when you're talking to your neighbors and your friends and you have a coffee, you know what you're talking about. Educate yourself where it gets to a level where you're willing to take it down to City Hall. You're willing to participate in a gathering. You're willing to write the letter. You're willing to call your representative. Believe me, that when they see that shit stacking up, they start flipping. And that, share the truth. That's why, they, yeah. that's why they do target media now. I hate the word media. I'm the press. Media is the game show. The press is the, the ink and the typeset, and it's on dead trees, and Old you're gumshoeing it. Yeah. That's why there's so few of them left. It's true. To go, go after them and try to shut them down or go talk to their bosses. That's because they know that's how the critical mass starts. And you absolutely, if you're going to do this job, you got, you got to be honest. You got to do your best. And, you know, getting up in the morning, doing your hair, putting on that girdle, hoping you get, <laughs> you get the call to stand next to the man, not good enough. He's not in Detroit because I'm here. And when I was in New York, right, you didn't do that. It's where I learned it. They don't let you get, you get away with it in New York. There's a bunch of assholes like that. You know what I mean? There's a bunch of assholes everywhere. I mean, do the work. But also part of your job is not, and I know you don't like this word, is not to buy in or to promote the narrative. That's not, that's not the, you know, you can't be so afraid of not being popular, of not being paid. Of, of not of, of losing your job for doing what you're supposed to do, for doing the right thing for the people who look to you for that information. Yeah, you want to hear the good news? Here's the good news. If I don't talk about it, it's working, I, in my, my estimation, relatively well. Okay? So if you don't hear me talking about Parks and Rec, eh, I'm not really yeah, hearing They're probably any, doing a good job. Okay. Or, eh. Yeah. You know, eh. Doing the job. But it's not outrageous. Over here's outrageous. I'll tell you some good news. I met a girl. I know a girl. Filming a girl. I'm going to leave her name on it right now. She was shot and paralyzed by a stray bullet. Was a media darling for many years until she got a little older. And you're not a little darling. And she's not on TV anymore. Now that goes, right? Baby Jane. We love you. And then, you... and then, and then we get bored with you. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Fit, you don't fit that. You don't. Exactly. Right. Little pigtails and stuff. It's five-year anniversary. She wrote a letter to her assailant that she does not know. Just asking for an apology. Wow. How deep is that? That kid is something. That's the good news. That kid is not looking for prison time. Just a kid. Her mom's looking for prison time. The kid just wants an apology for changing my life forever. You know, so out of something so horrible, she can move forward. Yeah. You know, but you want to feel like, wow, you really didn't intend to ruin my life. Right. Do you have any remorse for doing that? I mean, how 
like everybody's, you know, I mean, we just, how godly is that? Out of a 12-year-old. That's, that's something. There's, there's the hope for the future. If you needed it. We need it. Right? So try to love one another. I'm just going to play this one from uh, the old days of Flint. And there will be better days, Flint. You're up, you're down. I hate that song. Hey, that's money that's for the, nothing. I hate that song. That's the song Karen wanted to hear. I don't want to hear that song. You want to hear that song? No. You said, dire straits? You said, pick, you said pick a song for, to wrap up the show. I thought yeah. that was appropriate. Money for nothing. That's what we're paying for. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my Whatever you want, Charlie. Hey, let's compromise. No, that's no, not what necessary. What about the money one she's talking about? No, go ahead. Let's yeah, play. I, I, I started playing that one. And you said no. That was money. money for nothing. That's what I said. That's what she picked. No, she picked, she picked the original version of money. That's no, what that I was Barrett's. Okay, well, Barrett's strong. Yeah. I, that was from earlier. But whatever you want, Charlie. <laughs> no, I, I would like that one. Okay, whatever you want. I'm Dyer good with anything. Dyer my ass. You don't like that? You don't like that? No, I hate Dyer Are you serious? What was it? Wait, no, I, uh, what was, hey, dude, what was the first show we did and you did the intro music? Uh, well, I don't remember now. Um, a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Over a year Turner Overdrive or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it was... So he doesn't want that. So what, Barrett Strong, money, that's the original version. That's it. That's it. All right. Because, you know, the, the, the last thing we do here with that music, it's, you know, trying to... It's fun, though. Kind of yep. wrap up the show a little bit. Okay. Give people stuff they haven't heard in a while. And email Charlie so we can talk to you. Yeah, Charlie what was that, at nobsnewshour.com. Is there any hyphen or anything in there? Nope. Charlie, nobsnewshour.com. Yep. This is it. This is what we call in the industry dead air. Well, it's not playing. I got it up, but... It's not dead air. Just like this is in a basement. It's a pause. <laughs> you got to make sure you click on the right file. And that's yeah. not it. Click it there, Bob. I'm going to get Charlie to yeah. sing in a minute. Is that a... Oh. Probably take mute off. Yeah. That might help. That might help. Uh, <laughs> Operator error. That's on me. Yeah, boy. This... Is the original song. That's the way to go. I'll turn that up, man. Talk to y'all next week. Have a good one. Hello.